This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode, and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation, and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open! James Jones! Touchdown! gambler. I only play the slots because you know what they say, scared money don't make money and I got scared money. Rodgers to the end zone caught for the touchdown James Jones. John Gruden has not coached since 2008 so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level? You know and it's just Cali swag. What's good, Raider Nation? You are listening to Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our good friends at Bet Online, Pepsi, and Indeed. I'm Fallon Smith. My guy, James Jones, will join me in just a few minutes. Obviously, the big news this week, John Gruden has fired defensive coordinator Paul Gunther, and he did it three hours after the Colts crushed the Raiders. 44-27 was the final on that one. I can't believe I just said that, though. 44-27. to that final score. Ooh. Anyhow, the Raiders dropped to 7-6 and six on the season with their playoff chances slowly slipping away. Actually, quickly slipping away. <laughs> In order for them to clinch that final wildcard spot, they will need to win out, and they will also need to get some help from the Ravens. So this is kind of how it goes. Basically, if they win out and the Ravens lose one of their remaining games— they will both finish 10-6, and six, but the Raiders will have the tiebreak because of their AFC record. And as some of you know, the Dolphins, who are currently in that final wildcard spot, have to play the Raiders. So that's why if the Raiders beat them, and then both teams win the remaining games, so the Raiders win out, and then the Dolphins win their final two games, they also finish at 10-6, and six, but the Raiders will own the tiebreak there as well. But guess what, y'all? The Raiders, let's be real. Let's keep it 300. They do not deserve to be in the playoffs. Not after what we've seen the last three weeks. Nope. They do not. But again, the big news, Gruden has fired his good friend, Paul Gunther. This was obviously difficult for Gruden, but something that needed to be done. And I just want to preface this. I'm a coach's wife, so I don't want to see anyone lose their job, right? I know exactly what happens when a coach loses their job and how it affects not just them, but obviously their family as well. You got to up and move, figure out what's next. But it's a business. 
And it's a production business, and Gunther knows that. And the defense has not produced. (laughs) Not by a long shot, right? (laughs) Check this out, y'all. Over the last four games, the Raiders have allowed 150 points. That's 37.5 points per game over the last four games. So think about that. In order for you to win, your offense has to score dang near 40 points a game in order for you to have a chance. Mm. And Sunday, listen, I said coming into this game, I was worried about the Raiders' run defense. And Lord have mercy, I had a reason to be. Gave up 212 rushing yards to the Colts after giving up 206 to the Jets a week prior. Now the Colts, they're good, right? But they made Jonathan Taylor look like an all-pro. And yes, he's a baller, but come on. The Raiders couldn't stop a dang leaky faucet if their life depended on it. Just embarrassing. It's really tough to see as a fan. And I'm, and I'm sure the Raiders' defense is tough to see, you know, them watching back film. Holy cow, did we really do this again? <laughs> right? Bottom line, this defense has been really, really bad. A change had to be made. In my opinion, it should have been made at the end of last season. John Gruden was basically postponing the inevitable. You know, that's why they brought in Rod Marinelli in the first place, right? In case things aren't going well for Paul Gunther, insert Rod Marinelli, right? Should have happened sooner. Now, Gruden should have also owned his decision. Instead, he talked about how it was a difficult decision. I get that part. But talked about how Gunther was a great coach. He'll probably be better off not dealing with me, yada, yada, yada. He went and said that, you know, try to make light of the situation. And then, you know, he went on to say, I'm not here to make excuses, but Kwiatkowski had injuries. Littleton had coronavirus. Morrow had a concussion. Abram has been in and out. Arnett has been out most of the year. Heath is out. Joyner had coronavirus. Collins is on IR. Hurst had coronavirus. Furl is hurt. What are you doing there, John? You're making excuses. <laughs> I don't want to make excuses, but I'm making excuses. Now, do injuries play a factor? Oh, yeah, they do. Yes. But guess what? Even when most of these dudes were healthy, even when these guys played, they did not perform. They were non-factors. So I'm tired of having injuries as an excuse. Now, Gruden did say, you know, we need a new voice, which I agree. And that new voice will be Rod Marinelli. And it's a short week. Raiders play in prime time on Thursday night football against the Chargers. So they better be ready. No time to sulk on the past. Got to get to work. If you even want to hold on to any hope of making the playoffs. Cannot lose another game. And even if you went out. You still may not make the playoffs, right? You got to get some help. So that cliche, you no longer control your destiny. Yeah, they don't control their own destiny, and that's their fault. So with that said, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, J.J. is going to join us. We will discuss the firing of Paul Gunther, what went wrong for this defense under his tenure. Should it all be on Gunther? Hmm. Who should the Raiders target as their defensive coordinator for next season? Is it going to be Rod Marinelli? Should it be somebody else? We will discuss all of that. And of course, we will look ahead to the Raiders' Week 15 matchup against the Chargers in Las Vegas. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Hey, Blue Wire listeners, 2020 has really reshaped how we work. And businesses across the globe are challenged every day to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical and indeed is here to help. Now, according to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. And Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person that you need to keep your business going. And unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need so you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria so that you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. And right now, Indeed is offering Blue Wire listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post which means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. So try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Again, go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Did you know that fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football? (laughs) Yeah, the chances are very, very slim. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league. The League of Football Watchers. Oh yeah, I'm definitely in that league. (laughs) I know a lot of you are as well. Now this football season is clearly a lot different. And Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. People like me, people like you. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. All right, we are back. Time now to bring in my good friend, former Super Bowl champion wide receiver, current NFL Network analyst, and soon-to-be San Jose Sports Hall of Fame inductee, James Jones. What's good, JJ? What's cracking? What's going down? Well, I appreciate you waking up early for for your girl. Well, it's not even actually that early, but it is Tuesday. We are recording this on a Tuesday. It's early for me. I'm retired. Give me my credit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a mom. This is like dang near afternoon for me. But anyways, um, as you know, there's been a shakeup with the Raiders coaching staff after the Raiders got crushed by the Colts. John Gruden fired defensive coordinator Paul Gunther. Maybe a couple weeks too late. In my opinion, it's an entire season too late. Should have done it last year. Um, Although, of course, we all held out hope, you know, that Paul Gunther would turn this defense around this season, but he didn't. So he has been fired. I want to get your your reaction, your your thoughts on this decision. I mean, my reaction was it should have happened a long time ago. Yeah. You know, that that, that was my reaction. And, and it's not like I'm all four coaches getting fired. I don't ever want to see nobody get fired, Same. lose their job. Man, I understand how the coaching business works, the playing business works. You don't want to see nobody move their family and get fired and not be able to provide for their family. But we do know the NFL is a production is business. Production. So, you know, with that being said, the defense was not – producing Mm -hmm. you know but it wasn't producing 
really all season long, man. They may have had, you know, two and a half good games on the defensive side of the ball. But the only thing that, that like I said, I wish it would have happened a long time ago because I kind of feel bad for him now because you fire him after you played the Colts, and the Colts been running it down everybody's throat. Exactly. Make that decision after the Jets game when you yes. only won because of their defensive coordinator making a terrible call, but you still gave up 200 rushing yards to a nobody team and almost exactly. lost that game. But, but what I'm saying is it, it probably – I would have – I would have did it a long time ago, but I possibly would have did it after the Kansas City game. Oh, after Kansas because, City. Because they ran down the field, up and down the field on us in Kansas City after D.C. put that drive together. And yeah. it was, I know they said, hey, we had a stun on, but people going the wrong way. Then that, you got mm. people running wide open in the middle of the defense when the dang game is on the line. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like we wasn't even competing. Like we was in the wrong wrong schemes and systems. So that's probably when I would have did it, if not one or two games earlier. <laughs> yeah. Because doing it after the Colts game is kind of like, dang, this is what we expected. You know what I mean? We really didn't expect the defense to come in here and slow down this run game in Phillip Rivers. You know what I mean? And be able to really try to win this game. You know, so yeah. – I think I thought it came, you know, at the wrong time, but you know, it was it was overdue. It was it was time for it was time for him to go. And and sometimes, man, the the guy who's taking over, I don't I don't know who it is. I haven't been paying attention. Rod Marinelli. Oh, Rod Marinelli taking over. The defense might still come in here and play the same, but right now I do think it's time for a different voice because you still got a chance. To get in the playoffs. Well, and that's exactly what Gruden said. He said we we need a new voice, you know. Um, and then he actually said how he didn't want to make excuses, but then rolled off all these injured defensive players, basically, you know, making excuses for <laughs> the, the defense's poor play. And you know what? This is a guy who was John Gruden's friend, right? So I feel like he didn't know when was the right time to pull the trigger. And again, you said <clears throat> he probably should have done it after the Kansas City game. And now that I think about it, I think you make a good point because then they play the Falcons, right? And the defense actually played well that game for, you know, three quarters of the game. It was the offense who had their, you know, one really rough game of the season with a bunch of turnovers, you know, one after the other, and they just continue to pile up. So then it's like you can't pull the trigger there. And then against the Jets, they definitely laid an egg, and it's like, well, you won, so do you pull the trigger after a win? So it was kind of like I feel he didn't do it soon enough. So that now, especially, this is the, okay, we got to do it now. Except for JJ, there's only three games left. So how much does having a new voice in there actually change or, you know, inspire a football team? Oh, it's going to be huge. Okay. It's, it's, it's going to be huge. And and the reason why I say it's going to be huge, because just like Raider Nation been watching the defense, just like you've been watching the defense, just like I've been watching the defense, yeah. the defense been watching the defense. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? So you better believe that the defense is probably looking like, man, what is Paul doing? Yeah. We, we need to do this. We need to do that. You know what I mean? And instead of going up to Paul and telling him what we need to do and what we're not going to do, you know what I mean? As a player, you know what I mean? You you know he's not going to change nothing or probably listen to you because this is how he calls defense. So who do you go to? You go to your position coach. Mm. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? Man, we need to be doing more of this. Mm -hmm. We need to be doing more of this. This is what we're good at. Who was that guy they probably was talking to? Right, Marinelli. So, so Marinelli is coming into, man, I know what my players want to do. Yeah. I know how they want to do it to yeah. get them to play fast. 
because I've been hearing all this while Paul was the DC. Now it's my turn. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to be able to come in and get them dudes to really ball and play. Is it going to look different? We don't know. The Raiders still need to add some pieces on the defensive side of the ball. We know that. You know what I'm saying? But I do think a new voice right now, and like I said, you still have a chance to make the playoff. The season is not gone. So bringing a new voice that can motivate these dudes to get these dudes to go out there and play hard, play faster, and who else, than to do it to Marinelli. So I definitely think it was time, and I think they're going to benefit off this uh, off Marinelli and having a new voice on the defensive side of the rock. We'll get back to the Raiders still having a chance to make the playoffs. But, you know, J.J., this is exactly why Marinelli was brought in here. You know, this offseason we thought, well, guess what? Paul Gunther, you got a short leash now, bro. Right. And I think that the move would have been made, should have been made sooner. But but here we are. It wasn't made. Here we are. Um, and the Raiders, you know, brought in Marinelli uh, as the defensive line coach. Now, here's the problem. The Raiders defensive line and lack of pass rush is part of the reasons why the defense is in the position it is right now. Right. But as a defensive play caller, maybe that's going to be a different story, because obviously we know Marinelli's history and he did a heck of a job. Uh, while he was in in Dallas, and this is a guy who's been a coach for many, 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 many decades. Uh, so we shall see what he brings. Now, I do want to say this: your your guy Ian Rappaport, assuming this came from Paul Gunther's team, <laughs> maybe his agent, who knows? But he said frustration had been building. Las Vegas spent $52 million more on offense than on defense, including more a backup quarterback than the entire corner position, and it left defensive coaches wanting more. Mm. Now, this is true. (laughs) However, most of the money on offense right now is tied up with the offensive line, right? Specifically, Trent Brown and, of course, that quarterback. Mm -hmm. Now, on defense... Most of the key players are on rookie contracts. So that does play a factor, y'all. You have guys like Abram, Arnett, Crosby, Mullen, Key, Hurst, Furl, right? And the Raiders did spend money on defense this offseason to make some upgrades. In fact, they spent $32 million guaranteed on two starting linebackers. They spent $19 million guaranteed on the defensive line this offseason. And they have been the biggest issue this season, right? So I don't want to hear it. Your free agents have been non-factors. You have Carl Nassib, who has been a healthy scratch for back-to-back weeks. Mm. Corey Littleton, that we talk about, and I talk about, because he was my, you know, go get him free agent pick, the most prized free agent signing, yeah. you know, that the Raiders could make, and they got him, and I was so pumped. Well, guess what? He's been the biggest disappointment this season. So they have spent the money. They're just not getting the results. And, yes, it's not on the level that they've spent for the offense. I totally get that. But they have spent the money, at least some money. And a lot of it is, again, tied up in rookie contracts, right? Here's the thing. They're making excuses for the lack of production with the money that they have spent to make the upgrades at certain positions, right? I find it hard to believe that these guys just forgot how to play football. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, this has to be a coaching thing. It's up to the coaches to put them in position to be successful, and they have not done that. Exactly. And you you touched on it right there. When you say that they have not forgotten how to play football. You know what I mean? Like these dudes are coming off of a very good seasons from the past team. That's why they came to the Raiders and got some big money. And then you come here and you're not playing at a high level. So I think the only other way you can go is, are they not in the right positions? Are they not in the right schemes and the right defenses? Like, what is going on? Yeah. We're, we're used to Corey Littleton flying around the football field making plays 
You know what I mean? He's not hurt, you know? So, so where is that at? Do you have him doing the wrong things? Are you not playing, you know, a defense that he's comfortable in? Like, like what's going on? It's been too many people running through our defense wide open. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like you could put my sons out there right now and I can say, listen, this is your area. Stay in your area. Somebody come in your dang area, play your area. And <laughs> they'll you stay in the area. You don't, you, don't, you don't have to have Pro Bowl players to do that. So that's my thing. Yeah. That's when I feel like your time is done when people is just running scot-free all the time in the right. defense. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to put guys in position to make plays. And I think that's what Gruden finally seen. Like, dude, this is not happening. Like, you must be calling the wrong calls. What, like, like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Dudes is running wide open. Holes is, is gaping. They running through our defense. You know, we got guys that could tackle and fill holes, you know? And it leads me back to even when I was playing with the Raiders. I came from the Green Bay Packers. I never played in the slot. I only played on the outside in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. I'm either the X or the Z. Either Jordy or Randall was in the slot. I'm on the outside. When I came to the Raiders, Dennis Allen and them was like, we're going to move you in the slot. What? <laughs> like, did you guys not see my tape and watch my tape and bring me over here to do what I'm best at? Why are yeah. you moving me in here? This is not what I do. Yeah, yeah I could catch it and all that type of stuff. But when you're in the slot, you got to be quick. You got to make people miss, three, four people miss at once. That's the quick little small dudes in there. That's not me. Yeah. That's why I'm in there. I'm in the slot getting tackled by one dude. I, I, I'm, I, I'm not quick like that in there. You know what I mean? I'll throw it to me on the outside. I give you a stiff arm. I break a tackle. I mosh you. I make some plays. You put me in a spot that I'm not comfortable at. And yeah, you know and then I mean? you had Raider fans thinking that you were washed. And it's like, yeah, nah, man, y'all ruining my exactly. career, actually. And then everybody think I'm stank. Yeah. But I'm coming to the media and I'm not blaming it on nobody. Listen, I got to do better, play better. But listen, this is not what I do. Yeah. I'm dominant on the outside. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So are the guys not in the right position? And like I said, when you see people running scot-free, that means they're not in the right position. And they don't know what they're doing. You know what I mean? And that comes back to coaching. So you could come on TV and say, man, we spent all this money on backup quarterbacks and all that. And all that may be true. Yep. But at the end of the day, you still have NFL players on the football field that should know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So obviously you were getting out coached on the defensive side of the ball by the offensive coordinators. And your time is up. Yeah. And – JJ, in three seasons with Paul Gunther oh, as defensive right. coordinator. Now, let me tell you, I mean, the Raiders have stunk it up on defense for at least a decade, right? But under Paul Gunther, the last three seasons, Raiders ranked dead last in points allowed, 28.4 points allowed per game. Mm. Last in the league in sacks, just 60. Mm. 30th in takeaways, 47. Mm. Bottom line? A coaching change had to be made. So, yes, it was time for Paul Gunther to go. And I mentioned this before you came on. Listen, I'm a coach's wife. I don't want to see anybody lose their jobs. <laughs> anybody lose their job at all. Um, but we all know that this is a production business and his time was up. You know, that's a tough position to be in as an offense. You basically looking at looking at the game and saying, if we don't score 30, we're going to lose. And even if we score 30, we still might lose. Ooh -wee. I know, but I'm I'm just saying, like, on the, on the average, you're giving up 28, 28 points. 
So what I'm saying is, is you coming in just looking at the yeah. analytics, whatever this is, like yeah. if we don't score 30, we ain't got a chance. Oh, we ain't got a chance, <laughs> chance. Yeah, yeah. And JJ, this defense allowed 150 points in the last four games. Yeah, yeah. JJ, 150 points in the last four games. Yeah, he should have been gone a while ago. That's what I'm saying. Um, now with that said, do you think that Marinelli, because we mentioned earlier, this is why he was brought in here. He was brought in here. If anything goes wrong, Gunther's gone. Plug in Marinelli. Yeah. Do you think the Raiders promote him full-time to, to defensive coordinator? Are you going to wait and see what happens these next three games? Do these next three games even matter? Oh, they definitely matter. And I, and I definitely think that you got to grade them off these last three games. And it's not necessarily like if we win them all. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's... It's on how they play. Okay. You know what I mean? And if they look totally different than they looked under Paul Gunther and they and they look that much better, then absolutely you got to consider Rob Marinelli. You know what I mean? If they look the same and guys is running scot-free and all that type stuff, you still might consider them because it's only three games, but you definitely got to consider some other guys too. You know what I mean? But if they come out and it's just a different energy – you know, they flying around. You see the way they responding to Marinelli. You know what I mean? Knowing that you have a young defense and you see the way they responding and they and they ball and playing at a high level, then, you know, keep it in-house. I, w- I would hire him as the D.C. and try to get all that to, to run over. You know what I mean? But if it's still the same and the energy's not there and guys is running wide open and the Raiders are still the Raiders on defense, then you definitely got to make sure you go out there and weigh your options. Yeah, and you know what's so funny? I wouldn't mind. We'll see what happens, obviously, if I see a completely different and inspired football team, you know, all defensive side of the ball. Then I'm going to be like, maybe we should consider, you know, Marinella just because of his track record. And he's done he did really well before coming here, you know, in Dallas as far as the defense goes. But I was thinking if this guy who I'm about to mention does not get a head coaching job. Oh, I know who you're about to say, I think. Who I'm about to say. And I ain't even talked to you. Who I'm about to say. Another guy that was in Dallas, Chris Richard. Oh, okay. So he was actually a guy that I was thinking uh, about too, but that's not who I was thinking about. You might okay. think I'm crazy. I actually like Raheem Morris. Actually? I'm, no, I'm saying not actually, but. <laughs> I mean, Radio Raheem yeah, is yeah. a monster. I would love Raheem to come to Vegas and get reunited know. with Gruden. Obviously, I think he's going to probably want, after you know being the interim in Atlanta, probably want a, a shot at a head coaching job. Yeah. But you know how suspect the NFL has been about hiring uh, people of color as their head yeah. coach. Uh, so I'm hoping that possibly if if he doesn't, I hope he gets a head coaching job. But if he doesn't and if he's available, why not? 100%. If he's available, man, I think that should be the first person. You know what I mean? I, I like Chris Richard too just because Chris Richard has just the, the dog mindset. Yep. I feel like – I feel like <laughs> – I feel like I just really feel like he's a Raider. You know, when you look at him coach, you see his passion and all that. You know what I mean? I feel like, dude, this dude is he he he's a Raider. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the guys respond to him. You know what I mean? And they take on his approach on the defensive side of the ball. But absolutely, if 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 uh, Radio Raheem is there, man, you know what I mean? It'll be tough. But I don't I don't see the Falcons letting him go. That team that team responded to him too well, man. I don't I don't see Arthur Blank letting him out of there. That's what I'm saying too. And so I was gonna say the same goes for Raheem. I think the players just would love to have a guy like, you know, Raheem as their coach. They would definitely feed off of him. Um okay, so technically the Raiders have not been eliminated from the playoffs. 
it's my understanding that if they can win out and the Ravens lose one game, then they're in. But Raider Nation, you may not want to hear this. They do not deserve to be in the playoffs. Point blank, period. They do not deserve it. If the Well, first off, if the Raiders win out and the Ravens lose one, they're yes, in. Yes. And if the Raiders win out and the Browns lose two, they're in. It's hope. There's a little bit of hope. It's hope. <laughs> well, in my opinion, JJ, regardless, yes, there is yeah. a chance. But I don't care about this chance because they do not deserve to be in the playoffs. They had all the opportunities in the world, all of them, to secure mm-hmm. a playoff spot. And then they tricked them all off. And now you are no longer in control of your destiny. You need some help, right? Yeah. And, again, yesterday the Browns didn't do y'all any favors, y'all, uh, l- losing to the Ravens in dramatic fashion. Now, I love Lamar Jackson, so I was super pumped <laughs> to have him come back out of the locker room and then lead them to a win. Then I realized, no, Fallon, you didn't want that to happen. You needed the Ravens to lose. Yeah. So I was like, mother, beep, beep, beep. Anyhow, um, it doesn't look promising because guess what, y'all? The Ravens have the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Bengals. And here's the thing, though, JJ. I just want to know. So, yes, the Raiders technically, I don't know if you want to say they have a favorable schedule because, again, they play two division games, the Chargers and the Broncos. That's that's already hard enough, right? And you play the Dolphins, who gave, you know, the Chiefs a run for their money this past weekend. And the Dolphins are good. But I just feel like, JJ, this Raiders team has not been the same ever since that Chiefs game. They haven't. I don't know what happened i don't know if the chiefs just ripped their souls out of them or what because in that game yes they lost but they played well enough to win and if they just played like that the last three games they would have beat the falcons they would have easily beat the jets and not need a miracle to beat the jets and in my opinion they would have gave the colts a run for their money i i mean and you know what they didn't even need that colts win if they would have just beat atlanta yeah no, you're you're absolutely right. And I and I sat on this podcast after the, the Kansas City game and I said, man, my glass is half full the way they played. Yeah. You know what I mean? The the way they played, I'm like, dude, the Raiders is a good football team. You know what I mean? Like the way they played. We seen what they did to Kansas City the first time. Kansas City come in they building and they just they look like a very good football team, man. Mm-hmm. These last three games. I don't know what football team we're watching. I, I really, I really don't. And it's and it's even hard to put your finger on what happened. I, I don't even know know what happened. You know what I mean? Because coming off that Kansas City game, everybody was confident. We're gonna slap the Falcons. We're gonna slap the Jets, and then we'll see what happens when we play the Colts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I really, I just, I, I'm sitting here watching the game, and I'm like, man, they. They just look out of sync on offense. You know what I mean? They're not stopping nobody on the defensive side of the ball. I'm like, I'm like, what happened from that Kansas City game? And it's hard to put your finger on it because, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know that they they much better than that. They yep. showed us, yep. especially on the offensive yep. side of the ball. Yep. So, you know, so it's tough. So, to be honest with you, I've been in funks like that, especially on the offensive side of the ball to where, like, man, you know, we just hit or miss. We could come out and put up 40 or we could come out and put up seven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not a good feeling to be in because you're not in the rhythm. You know what I mean? And you really don't know who you are. And I've been on this, been on the podcast and on TV saying the benefit of the Raiders, they know exactly who they are. Right now, I don't know what they, if they know what they want to be 
on the offensive side of the football. And, and, and that's the tough part about it. So these last three games, looking at how the Raiders is playing right now is going to be tough. And it really is frustrating because as a fan and Raider Nation can attest to this, I feel like we're sitting here, it's more of the same. Because every year, all right, this is going to be a year. Every year, this is going to be a year. Okay, we made upgrades. All right, all we needed were these few pieces. We got this. And then they show us hope halfway through the season. And then all of a sudden, here we go again. Trick it off for the final X amount of games of the season. And we're back to not making the playoffs again. You know what I mean? So as a fan, it's very, very frustrating to see because you feel like, is there light at the end of the tunnel? Is this even a good team? Were we tricked? Like, is John Gruden the right coach to, uh, you know, have this franchise in the right direction, get this franchise back to, to prominence? Is he the right guy to do it? You know, you have us questioning that right now. Um, and, and I know that's really dramatic, but it's true because Jesus Christ, the last three years, it looked more of the same. Well, no, you, you're right. Because watching the last three games, we all should be feeling like that. Yeah. Because this is the this is not what we what we seen in the Chiefs game, both Chiefs game. This is this is not the Raiders team we seen. This is not the Raiders team that we seen in the in the, uh in the New Orleans game. Mm-hmm. Like, where where is this team at? Why can't this team play consistently? You know what I mean? How much and, of it is confidence? I feel like their confidence was shot after that Kansas City game or something because all of a sudden they, they don't know how to play football. <laughs> but, to be, but to be honest with you, man, as, as a player, and you've been playing this game for so long, you know, confidence is never down for the player. Mm-hmm. Like I always tell you, we was 0-10. I felt like we was going to win all 10 of them games before that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. even when we was 0-9, I felt like, hey, we finna win all these games. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just confidence wise. That's just that's just the confidence in a player that you have to have when you play this game. So I don't think any of these players have lack of confidence. I feel like every game they go into, they feel like they're going to win. You know what I mean? But I just just the style of play, man, since the since the Kansas City game, man, I, and I got to blame it on the coaches. It just haven't been there. It, it, it hasn't been there on both sides. That's of the what I'm gonna say. On both sides, we we can literally blame the defense all we want, but the offense has to take yeah, some of the blame as well. Their run game, the last three games, their run game, the last three weeks, completely disappeared. Right, and yep. you have too many turnovers. You can't find the end zone. You're settling for field goals. Yada yada yada. Yeah, your defense put, didn't put you in good position, but you also didn't put yourself in great positions by turning the ball over either or not being being able to establish the run. So, um, yeah, both sides of the ball deserves a ton of credit, but we know this season a lot of the blame has to go on the defense, though. At the end of the day, yes. And there had to be some sort of shakeup, some sort of change. Um, so we, as a you know nation, Raider Nation, don't sit up here and be like, are you serious? We're losing games, we're supposed to be winning, and you're not making any changes, right? Mm-hmm. So something had to happen, and Paul Gunther was the guy who had had to fall on the sword. All right, let's wrap up. Next up, <sighs> Raiders host the Chargers in Las Vegas. Chargers coming off a dramatic win over the Falcons. So, yes, y'all, the Chargers beat the Falcons, something the Raiders could not do. Now, at the same time, the Falcons found a way to lose that game, throwing the pick in, in the final seconds that led to a game-winning field goal. But, J.J., I have no idea who this Chargers team is because one week you lose 45 to nothing to the Patriots, and then the next week you find a way to beat the Falcons. And, J.J., I was looking right before we came on. Seven of their nine losses have been one 
score games. Yep. Who <laughs> in the world is this Chargers team? Like, should we be worried? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a little worried, but I don't know who's going to show up. You know, I'll be worried if the good Chargers team shows up. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm right with you. I don't know who in the world is this Chargers team, but I definitely know who in the world is Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah, and facts. Justin Herbert is the real deal. And we just talked about our defense. Yeah. <laughs> so if we talking about our defense like that, you better believe Justin Herbert is sitting in his meetings right now talking about our defense too. Like, oh my goodness, we are about to go to work on these dudes. You know what I'm saying? So listen, our defense has to figure out a way to slow down Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert because on the offensive side of the ball, they can put up points in bunches and yards and bunches and be able to to bust these games open, man, and 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 really and really jump out on you. So this is gonna be a tough game. Like I tell you too, division games is always tough. They always hard to win. It happens. You know what I mean? You hate them, you know, especially this late in the season because they're tough, they're tough to win. So, you know, the game plan is you have to stop Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert and Mike Williams because those those dudes go to work. So, like I said, I don't know which Chargers team's going going to show up. You know, the Chargers team from the from the Patriots game could show up and the Raiders could run the ball down their throat and put up 40. Yeah. You know, or the Chargers team from the Falcons game could show up and they could go out there and ball out and, and play. Or the Justin Herbert could come up that's been throwing for 400 yards and four touchdowns every single week. So – you know, the the Raiders got their hands uh, their, their hands full uh, on Thursday, and they better come ready to play, man. Because this is this is scary mm-hmm. when you don't know what to expect from a team, and you better believe that they coach is on the hot seat too. Mm-hmm. And you better believe that they love they coach, and they they gonna come out with a sense of urgency to keep their coach's job. And here's the thing too, thinking about Rod Marinelli, you got to prepare for the Chargers on a short week. You're playing Thursday night football, so you made this huge coaching change on a short week. But hopefully, I mean, obviously, hopefully that oh, doesn't this, matter. This was talked about. Rob Rob knew that his time was coming. Yeah, he did. He, he was preparing yeah. behind the scenes. This, he knew. This he was knew. This, this was me and you in the back. Hey, Fallon, look, if it don't go right this week, it's your turn. So make sure you got your game plan. <laughs> true true um, true true um okay let's let's uh, give some predictions now in my opinion okay division game so this is always going to be a close one in my opinion but i don't have any faith in the raiders right now mm. i have no idea you know where the raiders confidence is at i know you already just explained that you know the, the raiders are always confident but i think they're kind of down in the dumps right now and think maybe we are a poo-poo caca team, okay? <laughs> Maybe we aren't who we thought we were. Um, however, I think a new voice at defensive coordinator may be just what the doctor ordered for the final stretch of games. At least that's what I'm hoping, <laughs> and that's what I think Raider Nation is hoping. I think the defense comes out and plays inspired football. I think, um, you know, they put the offense in, in short field situations. Raiders rack up 35 points. Um, and it's enough to beat the Chargers, but it's going to be another one-score game for the Chargers, and the Raiders pull out a win, 35-31. Fallon, I'm just, it's just hard to get the last three games out of my head. See, I have to say they win. I think I've said that the Raiders will win every single game, or maybe I said one game they'll lose, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's just hard for me to get the last three weeks out of my head. And 
for everybody that listens to our podcast, they know that I'm always the one that's positive. My glass is always half But full. you keep it real, real. I, and I, I do. And I just, from what I've seen the last three weeks, they're just not in a rhythm, man. And I don't see a lot changing. I do think they'll play harder for Marinelli. I do think Derek Carr and them will go out there and play well against this defense. They're going to lose. They're going to lose, JJ. I do not see them slowing down Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler. I just feel like this offense for the Chargers is going to have their way. So with that being said, I like the Chargers in this game, man. I like the Chargers in this game. I like this. I I think it's going to be very close. 35-31. I think it's going to be very close. But I, I, I like the Chargers just because they're coming off a very good win. And the Raiders is coming off a very terrible loss, but they haven't been playing well the last three yeah, weeks. You true. can come off a very terrible loss and been playing good before that. That happens. But you it's been a it's been a trend. Yeah. Bad, 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 bad. badder. Yeah, bad. <laughs> you know what you know what I'm saying? And I just don't like the trend that the Raiders is going. So I gotta say the Chargers, and I hope I'm wrong. So you had the same score as me, but you have it flipped that the Chargers win 35-31. Yes. And, and and here's the thing. The last time the Raiders played the Chargers, they were coming off that big win against the Browns. And then it was a one-score game, 31-26. So I think you're onto something, you know, coming off some bad, bad losses. But I hope you're wrong. And listen, I'm always going to be a fan at the end of the day. So that's why I always pick the Raiders to win because I always go into every Sunday thinking the Raiders are going to win, even though I'm just so naive. <laughs> I should have learned from the last decade or last century. I'm just kidding. Um, It's really been tough. It's been really tough. But anyhow, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. I hope you enjoyed the show. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. Peace. Now to all my NFL listeners out there, you might not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. So, why don't you head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto alarm rates as slow as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.